Hello and welcome to the Innovation Forum podcast. Today with me, B. Stevenson. I'm delighted to be joined today by Clem Gorgi, who is the lead advisor at Circularium Africa and a consultant to the World Economic Forum's Global Plastic Action Partnership. Welcome to the podcast, Clem. Thanks, B. We're going to talk about communicating with consumers around sustainable packaging. But first, for a bit of context, Clem, could you talk a bit about the nature of waste collection infrastructure that's in place for consumers in the areas of West Africa that you've worked over? I think the challenges around collection in this region is very well known. A lot of people use the term there is lack of collection infrastructure. I really don't think that that is the reality. I think the reality is that there is collection infrastructure, but unfortunately the collection infrastructure is inadequate and in most cases outdated. And because of this, it's unable to cope with the rapidly increasing volumes as well as the complexity of municipal solid waste that are churned out by cities and communities in the region. What we find is that there are three categories of collectors within the region. You have the municipal authorities, most of whom, of course, have aging infrastructure. They have limited scale and reach in terms of the geographies that they cover. There is limited value creation from the waste that they collect. So you find that a majority of the waste that is collected by the municipal authorities end up in landfills in most cases. Then the second category of collectors would be the private sector collectors. And these are very few in terms of, I mean, ones that are properly structured to do the work. You have a couple of material recovery facilities that have been set up in some countries in the continent. Again, there are very few of them in each of the countries. And even the ones that exist do not quite have a large scale. So some of them are still at small or medium scale operation. So they collect and recycle. And then you have, of course, the informal collectors, which are the best known of the three categories and have a lot of exposure to the international community. So here you have the waste pickers who are regarded as the backbone of the collection system in the region. And this particular category is plagued with a lot of challenges, apart from the hazards of working in the dump sites and collecting from very unhealthy and unsafe places. They also deal with the challenges of low prices and inconsistent demand. So basically, you have a very challenged waste collection system in the region, which I should say is not limited to West Africa, but I, I guess, you know, is commonplace in the continent as well as in most of the developing world. So taking this into account, how great is the challenge of then communicating with consumers around end-of-life disposal in a jurisdiction like this where norms vary in terms of legislation, systems in place, and even culturally? Obviously, communication happens at the local levels. Either you're communicating at a national level or at a community level. Regional communication is not quite the norm. Of course, that would have to be tailored in the context of the reality of the particular location in which you are communicating. Communicating around end-of-life disposal is a challenge because the infrastructure for end-of-life disposal is not there, and so it becomes a huge problem. And i give you an example. I mean, one of the basic infrastructure for collection would be the sorting infrastructure. So you sort your waste at the home level or at the commercial level, and then you expect that these wastes will be collected in a sorted fashion as well. But unfortunately, what you find, particularly with the municipal authorities, is that they come with a single truck which has just one compartment. Even if you've sorted your wastes, invariably, these wastes often end up in the same compartment. And so you find that the incentive to sort is really not there. 
especially because you don't get extra value for sorting your waste in many cases. And even when the waste is sorted, the collection infrastructure at the municipal level, and even in terms of the informal sector and the private sector levels as well, do not have that facility for segregation at the point of collection. And so it becomes a lot more modeled up. With your past experience at corporates like the Coca-Cola Group, what would then be your best practice advice for businesses communicating with consumers around end-of-life disposal? It's a lot easier when you are communicating specifically on a particular material. For instance, in Coca-Cola, it was mostly about plastics. The glass bottles have a fully developed collection stream because it's a returnable glass bottle. So the business gets it back from the trade and therefore there is no issue of pollution in terms of waste. There's very limited waste print for the glass bottles within the region. And then, of course, the aluminum cans also is very valuable because there is a highly developed collection and recycling system. And so it gets taken care of very easily. The problematic packaging would be the plastics. And so communicating around that would mean that you then have created a specific platform that enables you to get the bottles back. So you can communicate specifically on that and on what you as an organization have put on ground to collect the bottles back from consumers using your agents within the region. Obviously, again, you can only communicate this in the areas where you have a collection point or where you have agents who are collecting for you. Because if you're asking consumers to dispose rightly, and the question is, so who do they dispose to and where do they dispose the bottles to? And if they put the bottles in the normal waste collection bin, everything still ends up in the dump site. So I think what we did in Coca-Cola, which is what the company is still doing as part of its World Without Waste Initiative and the target of collecting a certain percentage of what it puts out there is to ensure that we have arrangements with certain collectors and then we support in setting up collection booths you know, in various communities where consumers can return the bottles to and get some incentives. It could be cash, it could be points, and it could be some other kind of gifts that incentivizes them to bring back the bottles. So it's a very limited skill that you're communicating and it's really targeted at the consumer group for which you've provided a certain platform or facility to be able to take back the bottles. In terms of getting consumers to do that, how difficult is it to break this deeply ingrained norm and habit of buying, consuming and throwing away? The consumers are throwing away not by choice and I don't think it's by habit, but I think it's just because there is mostly no alternative for them. In places where there is a collection system that incentivizes consumers to bring the bottles, we see an uptick in consumers being able to return the bottles and get some benefit. And a number of social enterprise initiatives have been launched by a couple of entrepreneurs around collecting these bottles, and they've been very successful in certain communities. Now, the challenge is there are three consumption locations. When you consume at home, what do you do with the bottles? More often than not, you put the bottles in the collection bin. And because there is no culture of waste segregation and waste separation, not only at the consumer level, but also at the waste management level in many of the cities in the region, you find that the incentives for consumers to separate waste is not there. 
That's basic and that's very structural. The second level of consumption would be in commercial environments, for instance, in offices and in businesses. In some cases, there may be the opportunity for segregation because businesses, to some extent, depending on how socially aware they are, would have segregated bins in which these things are disposed by those who are supposed to do that. But the most problematic area would be the on-the-go consumption, and that's where you find the plastics becoming much of a menace because people are consuming on the go, whether they are in public transportation or whether they are just walking down the road and maybe they are in parks as well. So if there are no bins in the parks, if there are no bins on the roadsides, if there are no bins in the public transportation system, these things get littered everywhere. And that's where the biggest challenge is. In fairness to consumers, I really do not think that it's fair to put the blame on the consumers. I think that there is a whole lot of things that can be done by the stakeholder spectrum. Businesses need to work with governments to ensure that more separation infrastructure is provided and also ensuring that even the disposal trucks ultimately get compartmentalized so that wastes are collected according to the categories in which they have been separated. And then, of course, along the streets, within the public transportation system, in parks and other public places, that infrastructure is provided where consumers can dispose of those bottles. And I think if we did that, there would be a significant reduction in the amount of litter in the environment. So you would say that that would be the next frontier to improve the recycling of plastics and packaging in Africa? Absolutely. I think there is need to invest in that infrastructure that first and foremost enables separation, both at the home level, at the household level, at the commercial level, and of course at the waste disposal level. So it's important to ensure that that infrastructure runs through the entire spectrum of collection. But then beyond collection, I think the underlying problem, which is hardly focused upon or talked about, is the lack of domestic market for recycled plastics. Because at the end of the day, this is supposed to be driven by a business mindset. Collection cannot be sustainable if it is done solely as a public utility or funded by donor agencies. We've got to be able to develop this as a business opportunity that entrepreneurs can plug into and everyone can create value from it. And the way to do that is to ensure that within the countries, there is a domestic market for recycled plastics. One of the biggest opportunities that the region is missing is the inability to reuse bottles for beverages and food packaging. You find that in many of the markets, there is no approval for food grade recycled plastics. There are no standards, there are no approvals, and therefore this opportunity has not been adopted. So imagine if there was to be a regulation around businesses to reuse beverage bottles or recycled. That would significantly create the incentive for people to collect. That would increase the value that collectors get from the bottles that are collected. And that would completely open up the value chain to new investments. If we're able to address the market issue, create a market, then you know there will be a chain reaction and the market forces will drive the impetus that is needed to boost recovery and collection. The second thing beyond the beverage industry is also, when you look at the textile industries, for instance, the continent is largely dependent on imported textiles. But we know that the bottles, particularly the PET bottles, can be recycled back into synthetic fiber. And this can support the textile industry, but because the textile industry in the continent is very low and very weak, 
it is not able to create this demand that can then help to move the bottles. Another sector that I believe can be a potential off-taker for plastic waste would be the construction industry. We know you can use the bottles to make roads, you can use the bottles to make bricks, you can use the bottles for a whole lot of applications in the building sector. But these opportunities have not been tapped. Once we can create a market that ensures that there is a huge demand for plastic waste and plastic waste application across industrial purposes, then of course there is an incentive for collection and the challenge right now would not be around people not collecting bottles because then it, there is no demand for it and the pricing right now is still very low and not incentivized. So most of the bottles that you find people collect on the continent are actually exported and that's a big challenge. So a call to action for cross-sector and cross-industry collaboration. Thank you so much, Clem Gorgi, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, B. I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Thanks.